takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to talk about on today's show. The Islanders with a 5-2 to two win over the Seattle Kraken. Barry Trotz juggling the line combinations a little bit before this game, and it paid off handsomely. We'll go over it and explain why and how it all worked out. Plus, a record-tying game for Zdeno Chara. He ties an all-time NHL record for games played by a defenseman. We have that, plus a Hall of Famer is our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more coming up on today's show. If you have something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, Feel free to email the show. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. I am going to give you the latest on all the Islanders' news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders' home and road game. Yes, I did it for last night's game, and I'll do it again on Thursday, even though it's a 10.30 Eastern time start in San Jose. All right, let's get down to, to business here. The Islanders with a 5-2 to two win over the Seattle Kraken, and let's put it this way. This game was a lot more of what you expect when you're facing an expansion team than the performance we got in the Islanders' 3-0 home loss against the Seattle Kraken earlier this season. And here's the thing that I liked about this game. Barry Trotz, before the game started, juggling his lines. And again, you know, that worked a while back, and it seemed to work again last night. And the top line that Trotz put together, Matthew Barzal, Kyle Palmieri, Zach Parise. So Lee and Barzal, who have been together for the better part of a few seasons now, broken up. But I'll tell you something. Palmieri, the, the reason this line combination made sense is your top line. Palmieri is hot. He scored again, uh, giving him four goals in his last four games. Barzal is your most dynamic offensive player. And Parise is your all-out effort guy. He is the guy who never stops hustling, who digs pucks out of the corners, who knows how to put the puck on other people's sticks, good passer, 
And you sort of put this combination together, and it clicked really well. Barzal finishing with one assist. Parise, two goals and an assist. And then Palmieri has the goal. But look at this. Barzal, plus two. Parise, plus three. Palmieri, plus two. Uh, Barzal, four shots on goal. Parise has four shots on goal. And Palmieri has four shots on goal. So to say that that line clicked and did what it needed to do is an understatement. And to watch them have such good chemistry, I mean, we saw some really good pinpoint passes in this game. In particular, Barzal setting up uh, Parise, and then Parise setting up Barzi, even though Barzi didn't score in this game. Just the way the passing went, the offensive opportunities that were created in this game ended up being very important. And, you know, how many times on this podcast have we talked about, oh yeah, the top six forwards for the Islanders, one shot on goal, no shots on goal, you know, you go through the whole top six and you're like, oh yeah, the top six forwards on the team had four shots on goal total between them for the whole game. You didn't have that happening here against the Kraken. You end up with all three members of the top line putting four shots on goal and that is the kind of offense you need your top line to provide. So, Overall, it worked really well, and, you know, the downside to it, Josh Bailey, J.G. Pajot, and Anders Lee, you know, minus two for Bailey and Pajot, minus one for Lee, that line did not seem to click as well, and maybe we have to have a little bit more tweaking going on before all is said and done. Solid game in this one for Ilya Sorokin. 23 saves in 25 shots faced. That's a 9-20 save percentage. More or less, you take that game in and game out. And then how about this? Sort of an overlooked kind of a thing. Coming into last night's game, the Islanders had given up the first goal 11 of the last 12 games. Now, when you're a defensively challenged team like the, uh, an offensively challenged team like the Islanders, a team that relies on their defense in order to win hockey games, you play from behind, you're in trouble. And the numbers bared that out. Look, if you're averaging 2.2, 2.3 goals per game as a team, if you fall behind one nothing, you don't have much room for error after that. You know, you, you first of all, you can't play the defense first style as easily because you need at some point to come up with a goal. And second of all, if you're only getting two goals, you can't let up another goal. Uh, otherwise, the best you could do is force overtime. So, you know, scoring first in this game. And it was the Brock Nelson goal a little less than nine minutes in. But scoring first in this game, making a big impact 
for the Islanders. It allowed them to play their game for the rest of the contest, really. And it set the tone. And, you know, look, midway through the game, you're up 4 nothing, 4 nothing. So getting that first goal, getting the momentum, getting confidence, and being able to play Islanders-style hockey as a result, a big key. And it's something the Islanders are going to have to do consistently if they're going to start stringing some wins together. But to see that happen last night, a definite positive for the New York Islanders, and we will take it any day of the week. We've got a lot more to get to on today's show. We'll talk about a big record tied by Zdeno Chara, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about an issue the Islanders had in last night's game that remains a concern even after all this time. So all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And <clears throat> like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite. They've got incredible flavors like yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. So good. They're going to be your new favorites. And look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and four net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. For those of you who are uh, waiting for our weekly farm report, which we usually do on Wednesdays, we're going to move it to Thursday, so tune in tomorrow and we'll have our farm report reporting on all things happening uh, on the Bridgeport Islanders and the stars for the Islanders tomorrow today. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, let's start with the good news. Zidane Chara uh, tying an NHL record in last night's game, his 1,651st regular season game, tying Hall of Famer Chris Chelios for the most games played by a defenseman in NHL history. And Chara, 44 years old, and, you know, he played pretty well in this game. You look at his numbers, 
Uh, one assist, a plus one, two shots on goal, four hits, and two blocked shots. He was on ice for 20 minutes and 15 seconds. And look, Chelios told NHL.com, here's the, the quote from Chris Chelios. He said, I'm not going to say I'm happy, but it doesn't bother me one bit that a guy like him is the guy breaking the record. Congratulations to him. It's a heck of a feat. By the way, Chara now in eighth place all time on the NHL games played list. The only people ahead of him, Mark Recchi, Joe Thornton, Ron Francis, Yaramir Yager, Mark Messier, Gordy Howe, and Patrick Marlowe and Recchi. Uh, if Chara stays healthy on Sunday, he will move into seventh place all time and pass Recchi. So uh, that is impressive and Look, you know, Chara started his career with the Islanders. He's now, again, a member of the Islanders. And just a real accomplishment. You know, he's won a Stanley Cup. He's been a captain of some great teams. And and he's a surefire future Hall of Famer. And just to have him uh, reach this milestone and, believe me, Barring any setbacks, he'll pass Chelios and have the record all to himself as of Thursday night in San Jose. Just a real honor. And yeah, okay, Islander fans, we saw Zdeno Chara before he reached the elite uh, level of play because he was a rookie and young and just starting out. And now we've seen him when he's more or less past his prime. But To watch him game in and game out, no, he's not playing at a Hall of Fame level now. But he still sticks up for his teammates. He still knows what to do. And yeah, the you know, he's not the dominant force he once was, but to see a guy like him out there every night is still a great thing. So congratulations to Zidane Chara for a real achievement over the course of a Hall of Fame career, and uh, just great to see Z get this record tied and and Thursday, hopefully, uh, break this record. Now, that was the good news coming out of last night's game, but let's talk about what has me concerned. And look, the Islanders go up four to nothing. You're playing on the road. You're playing the Seattle Kraken, an expansion team. Theoretically, 4-0, you should have that game in the bag. But what happened? You go up 4-0. Finally, you get that first goal. Finally, you are you know, playing the way you want to play. And yet, the Islanders just took their foot off the gas. And, you know, after the first period, Seattle had... Four shots on goal. And I think they had maybe six or seven shots on goal until they actually scored. Yanni Gord getting the goal at 11-18 of the second period. And for the rest of the second period and into the early part of the third, Seattle was dictating the, the pace of play. The Islanders were allowing the Kraken to just have way too much open ice, just sort of 
having a lot of room to to maneuver and and to take a lot of shots, including shots from you know some dangerous areas near the front of the net. And I'll say this: if the Kraken had just a few more players with the ability to finish, they probably could have tied that game up. So it was frustrating from an Islanders perspective to get that 4 nothing lead, something that has been so rare all season long, and then to take your foot off the gas and watch that lead go from 4 to nothing to 4 to 1 to 4 to 2 and boy oh boy did the Kraken have chances to make it 4-3 and even 4-4 and and boy uh Morgan Geeky for Seattle he finished the game with four shots on goal but he missed some really great chances also wide uh you know I think he could develop into a good player but Boy, did he blow a lot of chances. And Sorokin came up with a few really important saves at some key times in order to keep the Islanders in the lead. Can't fault Sorokin. You know, he he keeps playing. Uh, Varlamov back on the roster, backed up Sorokin, but not sure whether or not Varley is ready to start Thursday or not. Sorokin... Even though he's got to be a little tired and you're dealing with the three-hour time difference, he comes up big even when his teammates kind of falter. And that is definitely not what you want to see. One other note, uh, we talked about Barry Trotz juggling the lines. One other thing he did, he rolled his four lines. How much? Cal Clutterbuck had the fewest number of minutes played by an Islander forward. 12 minutes and 57 seconds. So let's say 13 minutes. Josh Bailey led all Islanders forwards in ice time with 16 minutes and 40 seconds. So three minutes, 43 seconds separated the forward with the most ice time and the forward with the least ice time. And again, I think part of that is that... There were no penalties into this in this game until midway through the third period. And that the Islanders had that 4-0 lead. And look, when you're shorthanded a lot, as the Islanders have been, uh, that certainly skews who's on the ice. And then the other thing is, when you're behind, you got to keep getting your best offensive players out there on the ice. Again, doable, but takes the Islanders out of their game. And scoring first is a really important factor for the Islanders. And it's something they've got to do more. Last night's game really showing us the importance of getting that first goal and then allowing the Islanders to sort of just play Islanders hockey. All right, we've got more to get to on today's episode. A Hall of Famer uh, is our Islanders' birthday of the day. See if you can guess who it is. Uh, All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. 
From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. And hey, if baseball ever gets started again, I'm sure that they will have that covered as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. We're one day late on this one, but happy 57th birthday to former Islanders center Pat LaFontaine. The Hall of Famer drafted third overall in the first round back in 1983, represented the uh, the United States in the 1984 Olympics, and then joined the Islanders after that. And boy, did he go on a tear in 83-84, played 15 games for the Islanders, 13 goals, 19 points, added nine points in 16 playoff games that year as the Islanders went all the way to the cup final, only to fall to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, His best season with the Islanders came in 1989-90 when he scored 54 goals and 105 points. And I'll tell you, LaFontaine, he also had uh, three 40-goal seasons, two 30-plus goal seasons with the Islanders, went on to play with the Sabres, where he had another 50-goal season and a career-high 148 points in 92-93, finished his career in 97-98 with the New York Rangers when a concussion, tragically, uh, ended his career prematurely. The St. Louis native played in 865 career NHL games, had 468 goals and 1,013 points, add 26 goals and 62 points in 69 penalty minutes, uh, 69 playoff games, excuse me, and add the Bill Masterton Trophy uh, in 94-95 with Buffalo for his ability to come back after uh, suffering a serious injury. LaFontaine, very involved in charity and the community off the ice and uh, a real class act. 
We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. October 27, 1990 at the Nassau Coliseum. The Flyers are in town. Ken uh, Reggett in goal for Philadelphia, although he would be replaced by Ron Hextall. While the Islanders had George Maniluk, who didn't play long with the Islanders, but he was the goalie in this game. The Flyers got off to a quick start. Two minutes and 50 seconds in, Shell Samuelson, his second from Dale Kushner and Craig Berube. Islanders trailing one to nothing. Then with David Volok off for interference, Murray Craven made it two nothing. Flyers, Keith Acton and Mark Howe with the helpers at 11.56. Isles down two to nothing, but they do bounce back. Dale Kushner off for interference for Philadelphia at our Islanders' birthday of the day. Pat LaFontaine gets his third of the year. David Volok and Doug Crossman with the helpers at 13-20. That made it 2-1. to one. And then Bill Berg scores with 30 seconds left in the first period. UB McDonough, the only assist. After one period, we are all even at 2-2. In the second, the Islanders take over. Pat LaFontaine strikes again with Murray Barron in the box for interference. LaFontaine, his fourth from Volok and Jeff Norton at 736. That made it 3-2 Islanders. And then at 1042 of the second period, another power play chance for the Islanders. Terry Karkner off for roughing. LaFontaine makes them pay. His third of the game, fifth of the year, David Volok and Doug Crossman with the assist at 1042. A power play goal in the third period by Randy Wood extends the Islanders' lead. Jeff Norton and Pat LaFontaine are Islanders' birthday of the day with the helpers. The Islanders behind uh, four power play goals and three goals and one assist by Pat LaFontaine beat the Flyers by a score of 5-2. to two. For LaFontaine in this game, three goals, one assist, and uh, two penalty minutes. All three goals coming on the power play. He got the game winner, and he had five shots on goal, which was second on the Islanders, only to Volek, who had eight. Uh, Maniluk with 24 saves to earn the win, and the Islanders beat the Flyers by a score of 5-2. to two. So again, uh, all our best to Pat LaFontaine, one day late here on his 57th birthday. Anyone who saw the skill that Pat LaFontaine brought to the game uh, certainly appreciated what he was able to do, and it was a shame the Islanders were unwilling to, to pay him, had to trade him to Buffalo, and uh, yeah, got some good players back, but LaFontaine, just a real special talent, and uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Tomorrow, we'll have our farm report. We will also uh, preview tomorrow night's game in San Jose. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's it for us today. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.